0: Come on, if if you're not ready uh, for for church, then then there's something wrong with you. Uh, We used to sing a song, give me that old time religion is good enough for me. Well, we've had to modernize that now. Instead of singing, give me that old time religion, we've had to sing, give me that online religion. It's good enough for me. But but here's what I know and believe with all my heart. Uh, When you worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, Your worship is acceptable in God's sight. That's what the Bible says. God is looking for worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in truth in both intensity and integrity. We have relegated worship to a space, to a building. But the truth of the matter is, we are not supposed to go to worship. We are to be worshipers and live out our worship every day of our lives. I'm grateful for those songs. Man, if you were blessed by those songs, just put it in the chat. I was blessed. I was blessed. I was blessed. Some of you were taken back. You remember some of those old songs and those great praise songs and praise periods and things like that, and we're grateful to the Lord for that today. Thank you to Reverend Jenkins. Thank you to the praise team for reminding us reminding us of how good our God is. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time today. Father, thank you for today. Uh, I pray now that you would hide me behind your cross and allow me to dip into your preaching power. Uh, Anoint me afresh and anew that somebody who needs you will come to know you and somebody who knows you will grow in you. We bless you and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. May 22nd, 1960, near Valdivia was the epicenter of the great Chilean earthquake. May 22nd, 1960. 9.5 on the Richter scale, the largest recorded earthquake known to modern man and this earthquake was not only 9.5 on the richter scale but it lasted 10 minutes 10 minutes can you imagine being shaken for 10 minutes when they look at the damage that was caused by this great chilean earthquake uh, it was estimated in 1960 to have cost around 400 million dollars in today's dollars accounting for Inflation somewhere between three and a half and $7 billion of damage. My brothers and sisters, I've been in earthquakes and I have been shaken, but it was only for a moment or two, not even a full minute. So I can't imagine what it felt like to be shaken for 10 minutes. But I'm talking to somebody today, who may not have gone through an earthquake, but you have gone through your own person quake. Uh, You have been shaken. Maybe it's illness that has shaken you, and it's shaken you for more than a moment. For some of you, it was days, for others weeks, months. And for some of you, you have been going through this physical shaking for years. For somebody else, it was an emotional earthquake, uh, your heart was broken. The person who said they would never leave you, left you. Uh, the person who said they would always have your back, turned their back on you, and you have gone through an emotional earthquake. Maybe the loved one that you planned on spending the rest of your, your life with is no longer around now, and now you are uh, a forced to face life all alone. What What does it feel like when you are are shaking and and it just seems like you can find no relief our text today uh, gives us some insight into that and i can i can tell you personally brothers and sisters that that when you're shaking in that way man it, it, it's hard to make it matter of fact can i just confess to you here's my struggle and i don't know if you've had this struggle but but i have almost been ashamed to admit not just being shaken, but where that shaking has taken me. Now, I know some of you are super spiritual, so I, I'm I'm not talking to you. But for the rest of us who who don't have a problem acknowledging that, that we struggle in our walk with God, I, I've got to tell you, uh, the shaking that I have been through over the last 18 months has been such that it has literally caused me to question my faith in God? Am I really believing God like I need to? Am I really trusting God like I need to? So whether it's corporately or personally, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually, all of us have been shaken at one time or another. Today I want to conclude a message that I started on last week entitled, How to Celebrate When God Shakes You. How to celebrate when God shakes you. Uh, And one of the assumptions in the title is that God, whether he is directly responsible for it or simply allows it, knows when you're going through a period of being shaken. God has his hands on you and maybe that's good news maybe I need to stop right there just to assure somebody that nothing that you are going through none of your shaking is catching God off guard I'm reminded of that great uh Christian writer A.W. Tozer who's reported to have said uh, God uses no one greatly until they've been hurt deeply and many of us want to be used by God, but we don't want to be hurt in the process. But here's what I've learned in my short time on this planet. That sometimes God's got to take you through in order to get out of you all that he has put in you. Our foundational text today is Hebrews chapter 12. Beginning at verse 25, I shared it with you earlier in our scripture reading. Let me just, for the sake of review, go back over point one on last week or part one on last week and then conclude our message on today. I shared with you first on last week that you need to realize the shaking of your world is predictable and promised. The shaking of your world is predictable and promised. Verse 25 says, Be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. For if the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, the earthly messenger, we will certainly not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven. Here it is, verse 26. When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. Now remember, the writer of Hebrews is writing to believers. He's writing to believers. He's writing to people who have accepted Jesus, but there's an understanding here in this uh, epistle that it's not enough to accept the Lord as your Savior if you're not going to honor him and live according to his word as your Lord. And he talks about the rejection of Moses, the rejection of Moses. You you recall how Moses was rejected on multiple occasions by the children of Israel. And he basically says, if the children of Israel couldn't get away with rejecting Moses, how are you going to get away with rejecting a message directly from God? A message directly from God through his son, Jesus Christ. How are you going to get away with that? And then the Lord says, I'm I'm, I'm going to have to do some shaking. I I got to do some shaking. Uh, Shake-ups are are nothing new in the world. All of us have experienced them at, at one time or another. And not unlike those survivors who went through the great Chilean earthquake in May of 1960, my brothers and sisters, sometimes you feel like you're being shaken in a way that God, can you just stop the shaking from going on? If I have a witness, somebody say amen. You, 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 just, you just feel like you're being shaken. You're being shaken. Somebody that's listening right now, you're being shaken physically. Uh, through some physical maladies or changes going on in your body. Somebody else, you're being shaken spiritually. I know for me, when I was going through my physical and spiritual shaking at its height, I can remember praying the prayer that the father prayed when he went to the Lord Jesus and asked the Lord to come and intercede on behalf of his child. And, And Jesus says, do you believe? Because if you believe, All things are possible to those who believe. And that father said, Lord, I believe, but I need you to help my unbelief. Have you ever gotten to that place where you needed help with your unbelief? In other words, you needed your unbelief to be strengthened? John chapter 16, verse 33 says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. You will have tribulation. You will go through a shaking. But take heart, be encouraged, for I have overcome the world. Here's the second thing I shared with you on last week. Number two, you need to realize the shaking of your world is purposeful. Yeah, it's not just predictable and promised, it's purposeful. In other words, there's a purpose for the shaking that you have been going through. And sometimes it's hard to see the purpose in the midst of the pain. But you've got to recognize that God has a purpose. Come on, all of us know Romans eight twenty eight, right? All things will work together for the good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. It's not that all things are good, but all things work together for our good if we say we love God. Listen to what the writer of Hebrews says in verse 27. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain this god induced turbulence has a twofold purpose a the shaking of your world will remove what needs to be gone and we might add parenthetically not only will the shaking of your world re- re- reveal or remove what needs to be gone it will also remove who needs to be gone because sometimes it's in the shaking that God reveals the character of those who said they would never leave you but are nowhere to be found. My great friend, Bishop Keith Reed, was telling me a story when I went to visit him earlier this year. He was telling me about the wisdom of his mother. And he said on one occasion he went to his mother's house, as was his tradition after Sunday service. He would go there for dinner, and he said his mother made a comment to him Uh, She said, "Don't, don't be impressed with how people treat you. Watch how they treat other people. She said, because one day you won't be you, you'll be the other. Right? He walks in now, he's the bishop. Everybody's waiting on him. But what happens when you become the other and you are no longer in the limelight? Uh, the, 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 the shaking of your world will literally show you and remove what needs to be gone. It's almost like having a garment with, with some lint on it. And, and if you don't have a, a lint roller or something to remove the lint, what do you do? You shake it. You shake it. You're not trying to destroy the article of clothing. You simply want to remove what needs to be gone. And my brothers and sisters, sometimes God shakes us just to remove what needs to be gone. But B, the shaking of your world will reaffirm what's real and what needs to be and what needs to remain. In other words, God will shake you to remove, but God will also shake you to reveal. He's going to remove what needs to be gone, but he'll reveal what remains, That's what the B part of verse 27 says, so that only unshakable things will remain. Listen, if you want to know who your real friends are, see who is around after you've been shaken. Yeah, see see who is still calling, still praying for you, still showing up by your side after you've been shaken. Shaken. Those are the folk you can count on. Because watch this. I was was reading a book not too long ago entitled Who's Holding Your Ladder? And, And Dr. Samuel Chan makes a profound statement in that book. He says, some people are with you and some people are for you. And you've got to learn how to distinguish between people who are with you and people who are for you. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. Well, what's the difference if somebody's with me? Aren't they for me? Not necessarily. And he uses this example. He says, if you were doing a building campaign, everybody who makes a pledge is with you. But the people who pay their pledge, they're for you. And a lot of times in life, we get excited by the numbers of people who say they are with us. But when we are shaken, God will reveal who is for us, who's really by our side, which leads us now to part two. Let me share this with you very quickly, and then I'm gonna take my seat. We're talking about how to celebrate when God shakes you. Here's the first thing, number one, part two, you need to realize the shaking of your world is profitable. The shaking of your world is profitable. It is not only predictable and promised. The shaking of your world is not only purposeful. It has a purpose to reveal and remove, but the shaking of your world is profitable. Check out what it says. Verse 28, the A part, Hebrews chapter 12. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable lord have mercy let me put a cord in the meter and park right here for a second because listen when i read this verse and i read it again and then i read it again i had to get excited because i was like god what are you saying to me and god says here's what i'm trying to show you what remains is kingdom worthy the lord taught his disciples to pray And one of the lines in that prayer is, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Not your kingdom, not my kingdom, but his kingdom. That his kingdom will come and his kingdom will be made manifest in our life. That we will be kingdom livers. And we will become kingdom distributors in everything that we do and everything that we say. Watch what the writer of Hebrews says, since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable. So if the purpose of our shaking is to remove what needs to be removed and reveal what needs to be remaining, then here's what God is saying. What remains after the shaking is kingdom-worthy. Can can I tell you something? Sometimes in life, God has to shake us to get us more kingdom-minded. How many times, watch this, in the midst of our being shaken, are we more concerned about the shaking than we are about the revealing of the kingdom of God in our life? How many times do we lament being shaken instead of thanking God for being shaken because God is making us more like him out of our shaking? I I, got to confess to you, my prayers got better when I was shaken. My, My kingdom focus was keener on the other side of being shaken. My, my prayers, not my will, but your will, God, be done, was more evident in my shaking. Me saying, God, in spite of what I'm going through, whatever you choose to do is your will, that came out of me being shaken. I was reminded of the three Hebrew boys, and, and I shared this with you all before. You know, we're going through this lawsuit. And as we were going through this lawsuit, uh, our attorneys were giving us the odds of us being victorious. And they were saying things like, you know, what? Well, you got a 2% chance here. And, and if you get past this first phase, you know, uh, it goes up to about 10%. And if, you, if we get past that next step, uh, we're probably at 45 or 50%. And then if we get past that next step, you're probably 80% to having a victory. And then they said to me, they said, but Dr. Kofi, let me be honest with you. That, that 2% is a big hurdle. That 2% is a big hu- hurdle. And the Holy Ghost said, better eyes than the Hebrew boys had. And, and I was reminded, you remember when those three boys were facing the furnace and, 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 and Nebuchadnezzar said, man, bow down and serve me? And they said, king, we're not going to serve you. We know our God is able. Now watch this because this came out of my shaking. If he chooses not to deliver us, we're still not going to bow down. If he chooses not to, can you still live with the results? And I say to you, my brothers and sisters, the results that come even if God doesn't deliver you is kingdom worthy. Because at the end of the day, God is preparing us to present us faultless before his throne with exceeding great joy. He's not taking us through in order to make sure we have an abundance of cars, cash, commodities, and creature comforts. He's not concerned about your net worth. He's not concerned about your bottom line. God is trying to present you faultless before his throne with exceeding great joy. The writer of Hebrews says... You receive a kingdom, the kingdom of God that is unshakable, it's unbreakable, it's unmovable. In times of ease and prosperity, we we tend to find our identities in those things that are typically revealed in our shaking to be disposable, expendable, superficial, temporary, replaceable, and unnecessary. That's what the shaking reveals. It reveals the stuff that you've been holding on to that is really not worth anything because watch this. None of what you've been holding on to can go with you in the grave. And it'll never show up on the other side of the Jordan. In times when your world is shaken, you find out much of what you thought was meaningful is actually meaningless. And you begin to focus on that primary relationship, and that's your relationship with God. See, see when, when you, uh, how can I say it? When you've, when you've rooted your identity in the temporary things of life, uh, shaking will reveal that those foundations are transient and fleeting. Let me see if I can call a roll for somebody. Uh, Athletic proudness is temporary and fleeting. Uh, Beauty uh, is temporary and fleeting. Health is fleeting and movable. Wealth is fleeting and movable. Institutions are expendable and movable. Earthly kingdoms are movable. They are temporary in nature. And you never want to build a permanent structure on something that was intended to be temporary. And it's in the shaking that God reveals the temporary nature of the things that we have been relying upon. And so my question is, are you seeing out of your shaking God revealing to you that which is profitable? Because I I say to you, while you may be looking at what was lost, there's more value in what you kept. Yeah, you're looking at what left, and I'm telling you there's more value, kingdom value, in what has survived the shaking that you've been going through. Let let me get to the last thing, and then I'm going to take my seat. Uh, I share with you first today, that you need to realize the shaking of your world is profitable. Here's the last and final thing that I want to share with you today. You need to realize the shaking of your world is praiseworthy. It's praiseworthy. Uh, The shaking of your world is predictable and promised. The shaking of your world is purposeful. The shaking of your world is profitable. But lastly, the shaking of your world is praiseworthy. It's right here in the text. I'm almost embarrassed to show it to you. Look at The B part of verse 28. Well, let me read verse 28 for you. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, here it is, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. Uh, I like the ESV translation here. It says, and thus... Let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. Let us offer to God acceptable worship. Here's the A that I want you to see. A, thank God for his grace that's keeping you. Come on, thank God for his grace that's keeping you. Verse 28, the B part says, let us be thankful. God says you've got to come through your period of shaking with a thankfulness in your heart. And and can I help somebody today? If if you really want to get through the period of shaking better, learn how to thank him in the midst of the shaking, not just after you come through the shaking. Yeah, if you learn how to thank him and praise him in your shaking, I promise you it'll help you get through your shaking. The writer says, be thankful, be be thankful, be be thankful because you have received from God the unspeakable gift and favor of God. Be, Be thankful because you have received his grace and his mercy. And watch this, his grace may not have kept you from being shaken, but somebody in here needs to testify that his grace has kept you through the shaking. And what your enemies meant for evil, God will turn it around and make it for your good. But you've got to learn how to praise him and thank him in the midst of your shaking. Here's the B and final part of point two. Serve God in a spirit of gratitude. He, he not only says you need to be thankful and offer to God acceptable worship which we know is not an event, it's a lifestyle. It's not determined by where we go on a Sunday, but how we live Monday through Sunday. Watch watch what, what the text says. And please God, I'm at the B part of verse 28. And please God, by worshiping him, with holy fear and awe. I like the New King James translation here. Listen to what the New King James translation says. By which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. That that word, la is translated serve in the authorized version of the Bible. It's translated serve, but watch this. When serve is connected with God. It has with it the connotation of worship. When we hear the psalmist, for example, say, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. There was a recognition that worship and work were always connected. That you couldn't worship God empty-handed and inactive. the writer of hebrews says you've got to learn how to serve god in a spirit of gratitude don't just celebrate the grace of god in your shaking learn how to serve god with a spirit of gratitude one of the things that i've been challenged to do and been reminded and i hope you've been challenged in the same way is to recognize that when we talk about worship it's not a place it's a posture it's not an event, it's a lifestyle. It's not about where we go, it's about how we walk, how we talk, how we live, how we interact with other people, and how we honor God in our day-to-day existence. Look at Romans 12.1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your the ESV says spiritual worship. King James says it's your reasonable service. We've got to learn how to celebrate God in the midst of being shaken. See, see, when you're shaking, shaken, it'll help you see who God is and help you see who you are. When you are being shaken, it will help you see what really matters in life. Can can you celebrate when God shakes your shakables? Can can you rejoice when God removes your movables? Can you rejoice when God moves people out who said they will always be in? Can you rejoice when you see who God is and who God has allowed to remain? you are the church not not this building not these lights this is just where we occasionally meet but you are the church and you have been shaken to the glory of god and and let me just share this with you and then i'm gonna take my seat that's why in the midst of being shaken you've got to learn how to lean on god that's why in the midst of being shaken you've got to learn how to depend On God. That's why in the midst of being shaken, you got to learn how to rest in God. That's why when you are shaken, you got to learn how to put your faith, your hope, and your trust in God. That's why the songwriter said, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. And the old preacher would say, "On Christ, on Christ, don't bring no other mess in here. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. And somebody in here, don't get mad when, when being shaken reveals the all other ground <laughs> that sinking sand. Rejoice." and what remains. And if nothing remains but you and Jesus, that's all you need to make it through and celebrate when God shakes you. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word, hallelujah. Thank you because God in the midst of being shaken, uh, not unlike an earthquake, Some of the most serious shaking that we go through in life is unpredictable in terms of the timetable. We know it's coming, we just don't know when. But help us God, to be able to rejoice, to celebrate when we're shaken because it's at those times we learn how to trust in you. To lean and depend on you. To rest and rely upon you. And even though it's painful God. (laughs) Your word teaches us. That it's always profitable. It's always profitable for our good. For our growth. And ultimately for your glory. And we say thank you. Pray, God, that your word has found fertile ground in the hearts and minds of your people. Help us to celebrate today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, somebody in the chat, put an amen in there. Uh, Put some clapping hands. Do, Do whatever you do to say to God and to say to others you are grateful. Watch this. Somebody else, they may not even know that you're being shaken. They may not know the severity of your shaking. But testify to God's goodness right now and let the world know that i've decided to follow jesus the old song says the road may get rough and the going may get tough and the hills may get hard to climb i started out a long time ago but there is no doubt in my mind i have decided to make jesus my choice hallelujah to the lamb now listen If you're with us today and you don't know the Lord, you need the Lord in your life, I want to encourage you right now on the digital platform to click on the link that says, I want to become a Christian, but how? And that link will take you to a page where I'll walk you through how to pray the prayer of salvation, so you can come to know the Lord for yourself. You can come to know the Lord for yourself. I want to give you that opportunity today. I don't know what's been going on in your life, but, but here's what I, I've learned over my years on this earth. Sometimes God uses situations and circumstances to get our attention, to teach us that we're not big enough to handle life on our own, that we need some help. We need somebody bigger than we are to help us handle life. And if you're at that place, I want you to say yes to the Lord today. If you would like to become part of our church family, if you need the Lord, accept the Lord today. If you've accepted the Lord today, or if you already know the Lord and you want to become part of our church family because you know the Lord, then I would love to have you part of our church family on the digital platform. Somebody asked, when are we coming back? And we're still being prayerful about that. Uh, We want to err on the side of caution. We're not going to participate and the politicizing of getting a vaccine or not get a vaccine. Can I tell you a little story? So I go to the gas station and there's a young lady. I recognize her face. She recognizes me. We start talking and the Lord led me to ask her how she's been doing, how she's been dealing with COVID. And based on her answer, I could tell that she was not, a big supporter of getting vaccinated. Um, She was talking about, you know, well, you know, Pastor, everybody has a right to choose. And I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. Everybody does have a right to choose. And then this is what I told her. I said, but here's my problem. I said, my problem is that people are choosing not to get vaccinated. The doctors are telling them that they need to get vaccinated, but they don't trust the doctors. And we hear all kinds of buffoonery, like they're going to put a chip in you if you get this vaccine. And I said to her, now here's my problem. If you choose not to get vaccinated, that is your choice. But then don't go to the same doctor to get your life saved when you catch COVID. Stay home with that same treatment and just die. Don't take up hospital room and keep people from getting vital surgeries, going to the same doctor that you won't believe. And she kind of gave me a look like she was about to try to respond or retort what I was saying. And I said, because watch this, if they can put a chip in you when they give you a vaccine, do you not think they can put a chip in you when you're going for a treatment? So if you don't believe the doctors when they say get a vaccine, how you going to believe the doctors when you get sick and you need help? And she just looked at me. And I said, well, God bless you. Let me get ready to go. I got to get back to the church. And it was like the Holy Ghost said, good job. Listen, you, you got to make a choice. You got to make a decision. So until we get this variant the delta variant the lambda variant the mu, mu variant i guess we're just going down the greek alphabet right until hopefully we can get this variant thing under control before we get to omega but i want to encourage you to, to get vaccinated and 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 we're just going to wait we're following the guidance of the doctors and our our covet task force here at the church um, we may do some parking lot praise again when the weather gets a little cooler Uh, but in terms of coming back full force um, we're going to have to be at a better place. Uh, Too many people are dying. Too many people are being infected and the overwhelming majority of them are being infected because they have not gotten vaccinated. Well if you'd like to support our church uh, we welcome you to join us and be a partner with us in the kingdom building work. Uh, There are six ways that you can worship the Lord in giving here at the Good Hope Church on the digital platform. And we welcome any gifts that you feel led to give, uh, small or great. Uh, For those of our members who have been faithful in your giving and the giving of your tithes and your offerings, thank you so much. Uh, Because we can't do the kingdom work uh, without you faithfully giving. And we're seeing lives changed. We're seeing homes restored Uh, we're seeing marriages brought back together out of the ministry of this church during COVID Uh, we're seeing people fed during COVID we're seeing people clothed during COVID because of your faithfulness and so I want to say thank you and I pray that you will continue to allow the Lord to use you in a special special way Uh, For all of you who are watching in some 134 different countries around the world, thank you so much for sharing with us. And here's my hope and my prayer. My hope and my prayer is that you would drop us a line. Let us know where you are. Let us know how this ministry is helping you in your walk with God, how you've been encouraged in your walk with God. Uh, Whether you're in the U.S. or not, man, I would love to hear from you. Uh, But wherever you are, man, I would love to hear from you and hear how God is using this ministry to help you become all that God wants you to be. Uh, Last but certainly not least, God is doing something wonderful in you, and God is doing something wonderful in me, and I hope you can see it and sense it and celebrate it regardless of what you go through. I want to thank the praise team, Reverend Cameron Jenkins. I want to thank everybody for this throwback Sunday. Man, listen, let me know how you were blessed by this. Um, I'd like to do it more than once a year. I think we need to do it, you know, maybe once a quarter. Just have some good old fashioned, just good old song service, you know, stuff. We ain't got to try to figure out the words. Here's what I've learned in worship. You worship best with what you are most familiar with. Real simple principle, which means what? When I know the words, I can focus more on God than trying to remember the words, right? But you got to be intentional about that worship, all right? God bless you. God be with you. And if the Lord says the same and the creek don't rise, I'll see you next week.